Hello, it's Chris here. This is a little bit of a different episode. This was not planned. I had a, I have other plans for coming up, but this is just a, a special moment here. Um, it's kind of unreal right now. Um, Kobe Bryant died today. Uh, he was killed in a in a helicopter crash uh, in the L.A. area. And his daughter, um, 13-year-old Diana, was also in the helicopter with him. And so it's just horrible, horribly tragic. He was 41, and uh, his daughter was 13. I, I don't know who the other three were yet, but um, I just wanted to come on briefly here and just pay my respects. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a lifelong Kings fan, uh, Sacramento Kings and LA Lakers, especially especially in the days when the Kings were good, you know, we didn't get along. And uh, the Lakers, and in particular Kobe Bryant, were kind of the bane of my existence as a fan. Um, but I, you know, today I feel like um, I don't know if you ever read The Dark Knight Returns, is a graphic novel about Batman, and it's about how. Uh, Batman goes into retirement for an extended period of time and he's presumed to be dead and Joker just goes into a catatonic state and Arkham Asylum and doesn't speak for years until Batman resurfaces and it gives Joker meaning again and I mean it's kind of you know extreme example but I kind of have that feeling now where like my Joker's gone. I mean, I grew up on Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant defined what basketball was to me from the other side. He represented that that barrier to us getting a championship here. But aside from all that, you know, aside from the drama of the failed attempts at getting there. I had nothing but respect for his game. He was right up there, right up there in the top three, I'd say three to five for sure. But I mean, he had passed, he had passed Michael Jordan. He just, just yesterday was really eerie, but yesterday LeBron James passed Kobe Bryant to take number three all time, uh, all time scoring list. In Philadelphia, which is where Kobe Bryant grew up, and he actually had written "Mamba for Life," which was uh, Black Mamba was his nickname. He wrote "Mamba for Life" on his shoes as a sort of a preemptive tribute to Kobe because he knew that he was about to pass him up on the list. Um, you know, and of course, LeBron James plays for the Lakers right now, and um, some people thought there was this uh, fear of uh, LeBron coming in and taking Kobe's mantle. But Kobe Bryant, when, when LeBron joined the Lakers, he was nothing but welcoming and supportive and just loved welcoming him on the team. And I don't think, I don't think there's ever anybody doubting anywhere whose team the Lakers are. It's still Kobe's team, no matter who comes on now or in the future. But, um, yeah, and I just wanted to 
just share that and, and kind of my feelings on that. It's it's just shocking. Um, it's, I'm still processing it. You know, as I said before, I I, I grew up here in Sacramento, and uh, my parents had season tickets for the Kings, and, and I I went to a good amount of games myself. I was at Game Seven, uh, 2002 Western Conference Finals when we lost. And they ultimately went on to sweep the New Jersey Nets for their third straight championship. And, uh, you know, as I said before, that was that was painful. That was traumatic. That was upsetting. But it was it was a definitive moment for my, uh, I guess you could say, sports upbringing, NBA basketball. I had gotten really into the NBA um, kind of during the Jordan era, during the second half of his career, after his comeback. And from 96, when Jordan hit his uh, fourth championship after his comeback, and then he won in 96, 97, and 98. 96 was when Kobe was drafted. He came in out of, right out of high school, 18 years old. And that was sort of, be, that, that became the you know, symbolic passing of the torch from Michael to Kobe. And I was coming of age during that period. I was 13 when, when Michael Jordan won his last title with the Bulls. And I remember that very clearly. And that immediately segued from that into the Kobe and Shaq years. And the very next year after Michael won that title, the Kings picked up Jason Williams. We picked up Vladi Divac. We picked up Chris Webber, Peja Stjakovic. And, I mean, it was like night and day. All of a sudden, our, we went to the playoffs. And over the next couple years, the Lakers just became the barrier of any any progress for us. And it was came down to Kobe Bryant. I mean, it's Kobe and Shaq, but that... That killer instinct I mean, is the Black Mamba. Um, I mean, what else can you say? I, I I was frustrated by his existence as a fan, but again, like that uh, Joker to Batman, it's like he defined basketball for my generation. And he was 41 years old. And then you throw into the mix his 13-year-old daughter who went everywhere with him. From what I'm reading, he was, she was uh, quite a basketball prodigy herself. He was actually, apparently was taking her to his training camp at the time of the helicopter crash. So I took a, uh, I went through my old uh, basketball card collection that I haven't looked at in years and I went and pulled out a, uh, one of my Kobe Bryant cards and I've got it on display uh, on my uh, on my chimney right now on my fireplace right now I, I was saying you know for, for just for just for a day we're gonna do a tribute to Kobe Bryant here if you if you know me at all you know that Kobe Bryant has always been the just the bane of my existence as a Kings fan, but I've always said that I have nothing but respect for his game. And I mean, he just he was just 
one of the greatest. I mean, it, Michael Jordan himself said that he believed the only person that could beat him one-on-one was Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant stole all his moves. So, um, it's just really sad and uh, I'm, I'm still in shock. I'm processing it. I, it's, I don't, I, I still haven't fully grasped it. I think the, um, his daughter being in there with him um, just makes it even worse. And it's, it's tough. You know, it's like that, they're talking about the J, it's like this culture, uh, this generation's JFK moment. You know, he wasn't president. I mean, in terms of cultural impact, I, it's kind of up there. It's especially because of the age. He was 41 years old and then um, just a few years retired. You know, I look at guys like Bill Russell, who was into his 80s. Larry Bird is well into his 60s. Even Michael Jordan is almost 60 now. You know, you kind of think of like, okay, who's the next big legend that's going to go? You're looking at people like that. You're not looking at Kobe Bryant. He looked like he could go out and play right now still. And and it's just this, the scary part of, it's just that, it's that reminder, that wake-up call that it, you never know. I mean, you, you know, you picture, you think of someone like Kobe Bryant as, larger than life strong athletic person you think this can't happen to somebody like that someone with means someone with with money and fame and it's it's just a it's a wake up call and a reminder of how vulnerable how vulnerable we all are and i don't know what else to say I I only wanted to come on here and just share my my feelings on that and just pay my respects to to him because as I said um, he meant a lot to me um for the game for for what he did and I'll never forget it um and I just want to give my respects to Kobe Bryant 41 years old was born August 23rd, 1978, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Died today, Sunday, January 26th, 2020. I, I don't know what else to say. I'll talk to you again soon. Uh, thank you. Um, say a little prayer for his family, his wife, and he still has three other kids. He's a newborn daughter, actually, seven, <clears throat> seven months old. So, yeah, just say a prayer for them and uh, my, my deepest condolences to the fans and his family and just everybody that's been so affected and moved by this, this person who just did so much for the game. Uh, all right, I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.